And you're on right now with Jim Dawes. On the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture. From an America First perspective. Streaming live on iHeartRadio. And available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. You can drop me a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. It's a busy day in the news, and we've got a lot to cover in the first half hour. In our second half hour, we're going to be joined by Andrew Pollock, father of Meadow Pollock, who tragically lost her life back in February of 2018 at the uh, mass shooting in Parkland, Florida, at the Marjorie Stoneman High School. Uh, He's got a new book out that should be required reading for parents and school board members across this nation, and we're going to talk to him about it. Well, I guess the most important, if if you rank uh, the stories that I cover in order of importance, certainly the the situation over the Middle East uh, is top of the list because the neocons, even though they're outside government and largely in disfavor, are doing everything they can to push us into another disastrous uh, war in the Middle East that will cost us thousands of, of our young sons and daughters and trillions of dollars. Uh, And they want to do it uh, because uh, they want to rally to Saudi Arabia's defense. Really doesn't make sense. Saudi Arabia has never really been a friend of the United States. I guess you could call them a strategic ally. At one point, we needed their oil. And so, you know, we had to to protect them. But uh, certainly those days have passed. The United States is now energy independent. We no longer need the Saudis, and we certainly shouldn't be uh, protecting uh, this this uh, oppressive Islamic fundamentalist monarchy over there in the Middle East. I don't think the whole damn place is worth the life of one Alabama fl- plowboy. But um, you know, it's it's coming to light, and and Trump's trying to uh, stay out of it uh, while at the same time placating uh, these dogs of war. He's saying this morning that he's increased sanctions on Iran as a result of these attacks. Saudi Arabia is continuing to say that they weren't responsible for them, which was an absolute joke. They are certainly responsible for them. Uh, the Houthi rebels didn't have the capacity to do this, and the, the drones and cruise missiles that, uh, that disabled about half of Saudi Arabia's oil f- refinery capacity didn't come from the south anyway. They came, they actually uh, um, came across the Persian Gulf uh, over into Iran, hung a left, and then uh, down into Saudi Arabia. They've got some of the uh, the the drones or the cruise missiles. I'm not sure which that didn't make it all the way to Saudi Arabia, and uh, they're looking at those now. They've got the circuit boards that uh, show the actual flight path. And when that uh, comes out that, in fact, you know, we know for a fact that Saudi Arabia committed this and they're going to do their best to uh, to say that the only reasonable response is uh, for the United States to attack 
Iran. What we ought to do is continue to keep the Persian Gulf open. Uh, we ought to, um, if if um, Saudi Arabia wants to buy some Patriot missile batteries to protect themselves, I guess we could sell those to them as long as they have strictly defensive capabilities. And uh, and if um, if Iran decides to mess with us while we keep the sea lanes in the Persian Gulf open, then we should send their uh, their navy to the bottom of the Persian Gulf. But other than that, we need to stay the hell out of it. They're saying, the Saudis are, that they're going to restore, fully restore their oil production capacities by the end of the month. I really don't, uh, I don't think that that is going to happen. And even if it does, those, uh, those oil refining capabilities are continue, going to continue to be vulnerable. But um, in, in any case, we are energy independent. We no longer need that oil. We don't have any um, uh, interest in which fundamentalist dictator rule those uh, that part of the world and uh, and i'm <laughs> i'm all for getting out of middle east wars not into any more of them josh holly who is uh, my favorite for presidential nomination in 2020 perhaps you know maybe as vice president Rand paul but uh, certainly a, a paul holly ticket had this to say the president is considering attacking Iran on behalf of Saudi Arabia. Do you think that that would be a legitimate use of force by the president in order to act on Saudi Arabia's interests despite this attack? Well, we shouldn't attack anybody on behalf of Saudi Arabia or for Saudi Arabia's interests. We should do what's in our interests. And our interests are to preserve the security of the American people and the prosperity of our middle class. I mean, look, our system of government requires that our middle class, who have been neglected by this town for too long, have the ability to build their own lives and have access to prosperity. And that's our interest in the world, by the way. So these forever wars in the Middle East, I don't know what exactly we're doing in Afghanistan. I don't think anybody does. The president says he wants to bring home troops. He's right. We should. We should focus on what are actual threats to our middle class and to the middle of America. China and their theft that's a real threat. China's uh, desire to dominate their region and ultimately to dominate the, the world, that's a real threat. But we're not the world's policemen. We're certainly not the policemen of the Middle East. So we need to be focused on what are actual threats to our people, to them, especially to the middle class in this country, and our foreign policy should reflect that. Thank you. <laughs> Josh Holly, Rand Paul, 2024. Let's, uh, let's set up the uh, election campaign committee and get started on that. So in the department of the latest, Joe Biden gaffathon, um, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if at some point he's going to drop out or if, in fact, the Democrats are going to be stupid enough to nominate him to face Donald Trump. I hope it's the latter. I'm kind of feel bad for the guy continuing to embarrass himself day after day. seems like there is not a day that passes that there's not just an amazing um, gaffe by Joe Biden. But um, if they nominate him, it will certainly ensure uh, Donald Trump's reelection. Actually, I really don't think they have a, a, um, a, a candidate that can beat Donald Trump because if they don't go with Biden, uh, they're going to end up with one of these uh, Marxists that is going to be that that Donald Trump will actually absolutely skewer. And if they do nominate Joe Biden, he's going to continue saying things like this. The president is considering attacking. Oop. Uh, let's see. Pardon me for that. 
$1,000 tax credit for everybody who has child care costs. It would put it would put 720 million back million women back in the workforce. What? It would increase the GDP to sound like a wonk here by about eight tenths of one percent. It would grow the economy. It would- I don't think you're going to have to worry about. Joe Biden sounding like a wonk while he's saying things like this. It would put it would put seven hundred and twenty million back million women back in the workforce. Now he didn't correct himself. He didn't he didn't catch his gaffe. He sat there on stage and said that his tax credit for uh, for child care would put seven hundred and twenty million women back into the workforce. Well. I don't know where he's going to get all these women. Maybe the, maybe he's relying on these open borders to allow uh, enough illegal aliens in here to get up to the 750 or 720 million number. But right now there's only about 30 330 million people in the country. Oh my god. Well, okay, so we've got uh the Saudi story out of the way, important stuff. And when we come back from the break, we're going to have some good, clean fun listening to uh, the the House Judiciary Committee's so-called impeachment hearing yesterday, where they called Corey Lewandowski. And Corey just didn't wasn't in the mood to play along. And so he uh, he wasn't willing to just sit there and let the Democrats tee off on him. And as a result, the New York Times and The Washington Post are very, very upset with Corey Lewandowski. They said he was mean and nasty. He didn't know, he didn't get the memo apparently, that he was supposed to sit there and just allow them to beat up on him. He was there to be a pinata, and he wasn't supposed to give it to the Democrats back. So stick with us, and we'll be right back. Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling, the complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day and for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathroom. If you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 800-693-3152. 800-693-3152. That's 800-693-3152. So Nadler's House Judiciary Committee uh, impeachment kabuki kicked off yesterday, and the first witness they called was Corey Lewandowski. And they called Lewandowski because they wanted to paint Trump uh, as having obstructed the Mueller investigation and the investigation into uh, Russiagate. Now, uh, they had Robert Mueller conduct a, a two- year investigation spent 40 million dollars had a huge staff 
actually got to interview the president's White House uh, staff, including his own attorney, by the way, which is just outrageous. Nobody would uh, normally allow their own attorney to be questioned by uh, a prosecutor, but uh, Trump did. And the idea was inside the White House is they knew that this was all a put-up job, this Russiagate hoax. And what they were going to do is just allow Mueller to exhaust himself because they knew that they were innocent. Well, early in this process, the president noted that uh, Ron um, Rosenstein had appointed Robert Mueller as the special counsel. And Robert Mueller was just loaded down with conflicts of interest, not the least of which was he was actually the mentor of James Comey And then he was turning around and investigating Donald Trump for firing James Comey, which is just an outrageous, ridiculous conflict of interest. And so at some point, Donald Trump, you know, got frustrated by this and instructed Corey Lewandowski to tell Jeff Sessions that you can't have uh, this kind of outrageous conflict of interest. Well, apparently, Lewandowski talked to other people in the White House and said, no, just let them exhaust themselves. There's nothing to hide. Let them go ahead. And Lewandowski did not carry out this order from Donald Trump. And instead, he went on vacation. So the Democrats, so desperate to find something, are actually going out uh, after an attempted obstruction of justice that never happened against a crime that was never committed because the president had the audacity to try to defend himself against this ridiculous attack. And uh, they they brought Lewandowski up there, and they wanted him to sit in that chair and uh, uh, allow himself to be berated and the president to be smeared. And Lewandowski apparently wasn't having any of it. And this really, really set off the uh, fake news media because, uh, you know, Lewandowski was expected to take his beating like a man. So here's uh, here's old Steve Cohen, the chicken-eating representative from Memphis, Tennessee. Really a clown if there ever was one trying to claim that Lewandowski obstructed justice or or was obstructing justice because he was not agreeing with the Democrats on the committee. That what you were asked to do was illegal and you didn't want to follow the same trail as Bob Ney and end up in prison. I wasn't asked to do anything illegal, Congressman. Well, the public will determine that. This has been more obstruction of Congress by this administration and you followed their instructions and you're doing just exactly what they thought you'd do. You were a loyal soldier, except you didn't follow Trump's instructions. You chickened out at the last minute. You got cold feet. How you well, back to balance The chicken man's back to talking about chicken. So he's mad that, uh, that Lewandowski is not admitting that his failure to go through with this order was uh, an obstruction of justice. And, and because he's not admitting to it, he's obstructing justice now. That was, that was a reoccurring theme. They want Lewandowski held in contempt of Congress because he was disrespectful to the uh, to the Democrats, ignoring entirely questions like this from uh, from really uh, one of the great practitioners of smears and uh, and lies on that committee, Hakeem Jeffrey. 
Let me ask the question another way. Are you the hit man, the bag man, the lookout, or all of the above? Are you the hit man, the bag man, the lookout, or all of the above? Keep in mind now, you had a two-year-long investigation. You had numerous uh, House and Senate committees looking into this. You've had the New York Times and the Washington Post and all of the special, um, you know, opposition research people of the Democrats trying to prove that Donald Trump colluded with Russia. They have absolutely nothing. But Hakeem Jeffrey wants to call Lewandowski uh, basically a criminal. Let me ask the question another way. Are you the hit man, the bag man, the lookout, or all of the above? I think I'm the good-looking man, actually. Okay. Oh, man. It got even better at one point. um, A Swalwell former presidential candidate for the Democrats who never got over 1%, who, by the way,'s positions on uh, confiscating guns has been adop- adopted by Beto. But he was, uh, he was trying to force Lewandowski to, uh, to, he was trying to put words into Lewandowski's mouth, and Lewandowski wasn't having any of it. I'm going to put a slide up, and it's the words that President Trump dictated to you on July 19. Can you read what you wrote down? I'm happy to have you read it, Congressman. Well, why don't you want to read it, Mr. Lewandowski? I think you should afford me the same privilege you afforded Director Mueller. Would you like to read it? No, you're welcome to read it. Are you ashamed of the words that you wrote down? President Swalwell, I'm very happy of what I've written, but you're welcome to read it if you'd like. Are you you ashamed to read it out loud? I'm not ashamed of anything in my life, Congressman, are you? (laughs) President Swalwell. This is a little tactic they like to use. They like to play gotcha. Would you read these words so that we can have a good clip for the evening news to make you look as bad as possible? Swalwell wasn't playing their game, and uh, the the Republicans, excuse me, on the committee, gave Lewandowski the opportunity to uh, to give it back as good as he got. If we're serious about protecting the American political process from unwarranted interference, either by foreign governments or by our own government, where should we be looking? I would recommend uh, Inspector General Horowitz, uh, U.S. Attorney Durham, who's in the middle of an investigation. I would also, if it were me and I were the chairman, or maybe someday in the upper chamber, we'll bring before us James Comey, Clapper, and Brennan. And have them answer the questions under oath that seems to elude them so many times when they sit before these committees. <laughs> Cohen got in a plug there for his uh, his um, Senate candidacy from New Hampshire. As a matter of fact, during one of the breaks in the questioning, he tweeted out announcing that uh, he was confirming that he was, in fact, going to run for Senate from New Hampshire. Now, I'm not so sure how this all played in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a, um, a sort of a... A, a very very nice place i don't know how well they take to you know this kind of rough and tumble that Lewandowski was engaged in yesterday but speaking as uh you know just somebody who's sick of the democrats smearing trump and his supporters i really enjoyed it and i especially enjoyed this little um opportunity that matt gets gates of florida offered Lewandowski. 
we're doing. Now, Mr. Lewandowski, I am not allowed by House rules to impugn the motives of my colleagues or to speculate as to what might be animating this bizarre circumstance. But those rules don't apply to you. So, Mr. Lewandowski, do you have a thought as to why we continue to engage in a charade that is overwhelmingly opposed by the American people and fundamentally misunderstood by my Democrat colleagues? You know, Congressman, I think they hate this president more than they love their country. Well, that is a fact. They hate this president more than they love their country. They don't give a darn if they uh, tear this country apart. They don't give a darn whether they ignore all of the uh, nation's business that's in front of them and their fevered pursuit of this president. Keep in mind that this is the House uh, Judiciary Committee, the committee with jurisdiction over reforming our disastrous asylum laws down on the southern border that has turned the United States into a major dumping ground for third world refugees that are uh, trying to, you know, come here for our um, uh, for our jobs and for our welfare and social programs. They're not interested in that. They just want to focus on uh, just beating this dead horse. Never has a dead horse been so beaten as this Russia Gate or obstruction of justice. Uh, jihad that the Democrats are on. Sidney Powell was on with, um, oh, I'm having a Joe Biden moment again. Uh, the guy, uh, Lou Dobbs, and had this to say about the whole sorry spectacle. That's a polite way of putting it, Lou. It was an absolute circus and appalling. I'm ashamed of our government and the way Congress is operating right now. You know, the special counsel had endless opportunity to investigate everything with the full cooperation of all the witnesses, including Mr. Lewandowski. And for them to be subjected to this harassment and abuse again is nothing short of appalling and ridiculous. What a waste of time and money and effort by our Congress who ought to be doing something for the American people. Amen. Sidney Powell's doing a great job defending General uh, Michael, man, I'm really having a a tough time with the uh, names today. Michael Flynn, and uh, and she she has recently dropped a uh, a demand letter to the prosecution that they produce uh, all of the records that they're basing the prosecution of Flynn on, and some of those records that she is uh is demanding one in particular is the letter that arrived from the uh, foreign secretary for the United Kingdom basically stating that that um Christopher Steele was not to be trusted and that this whole uh dossier that he put together was uh just manufactured now that's extremely important because that letter was sent or after I should say that letter was sent James Comey, Sally Yates, and Rod Rosenstein continued to uh, submit FISA warrant applications based on the Steele dossier. So after the U.K. had told the FBI and the Department of Justice that Christopher Steele could not be trusted on this issue, they continued to take that dossier to the FISA court and represented it represent it as having been verified judiciary committee doesn't want to talk about that 
that would be something that uh, should be looked into. You can only hope that uh, Durham is getting to the bottom of that, but I'm not one of these people that uh, has ultimate faith that that's what's going on. I think Bill Barr may be there just to restore order between uh, the Department of Justice, the deep state, and the administration, but we'll have to wait and see. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by Andrew Pollack to talk about his new book, Why Meadow Died. Stick with us. There's going to be two messages, and then we'll be back on right now on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. If you have thyroid eye disease and the bags under your eyes are looking more like purses, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5 radio network. On February 14th, 2018, a mentally deranged student shot and killed 17 fellow students at Stoneman Douglas High School in Broward County, Florida. In the aftermath of the tragedy, it was learned that law enforcement and school officials missed literally dozens of opportunities to stop Nicholas Cruz and had, in fact, implemented programs that allowed this tragedy to happen. To talk about this, we're joined now by Andrew Pollack, father of Meadow Pollack, who lost her life that day. He's authored a new book, Why Meadow Died, The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and Endanger American Students. And you can get the book at fourmeadow.com. Sir, thank you for this book, and uh, thank you for dedicating yourself to preventing um, another tragedy like what happened that day at Parkland. If something happened uh, to one of my daughters like what happened to yours, I don't think I could have been as strong. Oh, I, well, I hope you never have, that ever happens, but there's nothing a father wouldn't do to honor their daughter. And, and, and that's what this book's about. My, my, my People ask me why I wrote it, and the reason why I wrote this, so I put it into this, I call it a manual now for other parents, is I wanted to know everything that happened, how that could happen, and I wanted accountability for my daughter. And, and that's what it's about, even to this day, that drives me to be on the radio with you, is educating parents to what happened, because mainstream media doesn't want you to know the truth and to honor my daughter and, and figure out and hold them all accountable. And that's, that's what, why I'm here today. It's really about accountability for my daughter 
because when I when I look at what happened in Parkland, I don't only hold the killer responsible. I'm for the death penalty. Uh, I would throw gas and light the match on him myself. But there's other people that failed in the system. And for my daughter, I, I need to hold them accountable, and, and that's what I'm doing. You know, anybody can make a mistake, but the sheer number of opportunities in this case to stop uh, this crazed maniac points to something uh, other than human error. It points to a systemic uh, failure throughout the system of law enforcement and education there in Broward County and misguided policies that were implemented uh, that had disastrous results. Just describe for the listeners, if you would, uh, give some broad outlines of this promise program that allowed Nicholas Cruz to still be enrolled in the uh, in the Broward County school system. Sure. The Promise program started with this failed superintendent that's still in Broward. His name's Robert Runcie. He came from Chicago. My lucky, he came from Chicago to Broward. Former protege he, of uh, Arnie Duncan, who was the correct. Secretary of Education in the Obama administration. Correct. So he was uh, protege, and he came to Broward with the intentions to lower uh, arrests, and to reduce suspensions and the and, and expulsions, that was his thing, and he and he did it. It was a miracle. In one year, he reduced crime in the school district by seventy percent. Well, did he actually so, reduce crime, or did he just start ignoring crime? That's what they did. So their policies were just not to arrest or or or, or to expel or suspend. One of the policies for a student would be allowed four misdemeanors per school year with never being introduced to law enforcement. And and then every year it would reset. So in ninth grade, he could sell drugs, commit a battery, assault, uh, four uh, things like that that are misdemeanors. And then in 10th grade, it resets and they're allowed to do it again. And, and this is the policy. That's, and, a, that's a rep- recipe for one, uh, no education going on, and two, a very dangerous environment. Correct. And it made for a chaotic, a chaotic uh, environment in the school district. And not only what they, what these liberal bureaucrats don't understand us, it hurts everybody. It hurts the children that are being disruptive and committing crimes because they don't learn accountability. It hurts the students that want to go and learn. And it affects the teachers because they have to deal with it. And what I want parents to know is this isn't just happened in Broward, okay? This is These policies are in thousands of schools throughout the country. Uh, and to prove my point, uh, California, uh, just Gavin Newsom just signed into law that it's illegal to suspend or expel disruptive students, if you could believe that. And that exact policy is, is what led to these to the leniency, environment of leniency in Broward, and it creates just a terrible environment, and and I put my daughter into this, you know, and I didn't know. So that's why it's so important for parents and grandparents to read my book, to see what happened in Parkland, use that as a template, as a manual, to see if it's going on at your child's school, because ultimately, parents and grandparents you know, you're responsible where you bring your kid. You know, you drive them to the school bus. You drive them to the school. And I'm only saying that because I've met with politicians that are my good friends. 
they can't help at a little at a local level. The president, the governor, the senators that I'm all friends with, they can't do anything when it comes to your local school district if they are participating in these policies. It's up to the parents. And it's a big issue going on in the country right now. And if there's any doubt that your book is so badly needed, the idea that they're now implementing the same programs that allowed Parkland to happen statewide in the largest uh, uh, state in this nation with the most school children just sends chills up your spines. Uh, it, it, it's almost unbelievable if you didn't understand the the mindset of, of these leftists, you know, it, it kind of seems remarkable to me that they brought a, um, an educator, an administrator from Chicago to Broward County. What in the world, uh, is there about the Chicago school district with its high rates of violence and low performing, um, you know, educational standards that would recommend, uh, this man, to be the superintendent in Broward County. Well, Bar- Broward County actually was the model for this policy. Uh, and Broward, if anyone ever hears from Broward, it, it, it's a very corrupt democratic uh, cesspool. Uh, the, the supervisor of elections, it was just, you know, in the news that how they corrupted the last election against Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis. They removed the supervisor of elections. Then they had to remove the sheriff for his failed policies uh, for what led up to my one of the things, uh, the failed response in, in my daughter uh, when, when she was murdered. But this is one of the platforms for the Democratic Party now. If you really look into it, Beto O'Rourke mentioned it the other night of not, suspend, not suspending students in school. He mentioned it in a debate. Uh, I actually stayed up that long and it, it put me to sleep. But I did hear that part of the debate when he spoke about suspensions. Uh, the president rescinded uh, these Obama-era policies, and, and, and it meant a lot to me. But at a local level, they could still do it. If, if Joe Biden is on his website right now, and the Democrats, they want to they actually put these programs, they want to spread them throughout the whole country even more than they already are. It's on his website to reduce you know, suspensions, expulsions, arrests. And really, it's wrecking the public school system. And parents need to wake up. They need to see what, what's going on in the public schools. And that's why why Meadow Diet is so important. And that's why there's not one liberal mainstream channel that wanted to put me on to talk about the book. And I want the parents to know all the stuff that I have in my book is factual, that I got from the school district and the defense team that they got the records. It took months and months because the school district wasn't transparent. So it's very important for them to read this book. Well, Robert Ramsey, the school superintendent that you referred to is still on the job there. He has not been fired despite, you know, his, uh, his leadership that led to this and his implementation of this promise program. He denied initially that they even were aware that uh, that Cruz was a disciplinary problem, and that he uh, that he had be- already been enrolled in his so-called promise program. They later Correct. had to admit it, you, but nobody's held him, him accountable. No, it's uh, and he called it uh, fake news when we asked him about it. He called it fake news, and you just have to read the records that we got. It's jaw dropping. What what they would allowed in this district to happen to my daughter. 
And I don't want any other parent to ever have to do, do what, like what I'm going through. That's why it's so important. Like I didn't know what was going on at the school, but now parents, they have no, you know, they have no excuse anymore after reading my book to really understand what happened. You know, you had a shooting in Santa Fe. I went out to Santa Fe uh, after, you know, just because my heart broke for these families after the shooting. And just to show you how, you know, you have Beto O'Rourke running, he's spewing this gun control about, uh, I don't even, I don't know what an assault rifle is, but semi-automatic rifles he wants to ban. But he, he fails to mention in Santa Fe, the killer used a shotgun and a pistol to kill one of my friends my friend's son. So why doesn't he mention that? Because that doesn't meet their agenda. And it's pretty pathetic on their part that that's his state, and he doesn't even recognize the shooting at the Santa Fe High School. Well, you know, uh, if we wait to secure the schools until we resolve this issue of gun control, no matter what side you come down on that, then we're going to continue to put our children at, at risk when – Ultimately, even if we were to implement gun control, there would still be plenty of guns on the street. The solution, as yes. you have pointed out and do so in your book, is to securing these schools. If we can secure airports right. and government buildings and, and private you know, uh, factories and such, we can certainly uh, secure the repositories where we send all of our children every day for education. And what parents need to know also is uh, – Security at the schools, like, I know you're doing a great job in Texas following Florida. They're arming, uh, they're letting teachers go and get trained and personnel, and, which is great. The more the, more the merrier. I, I want the lunch ladies armed if I had a kid at, at a school just going through that training because I know how intense it is. But that place, after looking at these policies, that plays, in my mind, a smaller factor than allowing these sick kids with no accountability in the schools, you know, you know, so the, everything with security is layered. So if I had to put a number on it, I would say the allowing kids that are sick, uh, emotionally disturbed with, and never holding them accountable is far worse than, uh, you know, it, it, it plays a bigger role in these shootings. It was it was on, never you know, doing Nicholas Cruz any good to be in that school to begin with. And it was putting never, all of the other students at risk, he should have been in a, a juvenile disp, uh, uh, control situation where he could have received some treatment and, and um, you know, didn't pose a risk to everybody else. It would have been better for him and for all of the other students. My daughter would be alive, but they did do that. If you read in the book, they had to, he held the middle school hostage for almost a year. Uh, what they, the teacher had to go through to get this kid out of the school. And the teacher tried valiantly. She did everything she could to jump through all the bureaucratic hoops that they had laid out for her. And yet they still refused. And like you said, I guess everything reset when he went to college and they just swept all his records under the rug. No, they didn't even have records in high school. He was like a role model student. They didn't keep it. And in middle school, he's suspended like every other day when he, when they put him back in the high school, Okay, there is no records. But let me tell you how what they also did to my daughter, the school district. So the teacher writes he's infatuated with guns. He's infatuated with the Civil War, with the killing, the blood, uh, drawing stick figures, using a pencil, shooting kids in the classroom. 
So they know all about his records, okay? When, when they go to put him in the high school with my daughter, they enroll him in JROTC, where they give him an air assault rifle, and they train him how to shoot. That, that, that's what the school does after seeing those records that you read uh, that that teacher had to keep that's well, in the book. My God, it's not like a different organization runs the middle schools and the high schools. They were all uh, run by the school district. How, how does this guy just leave behind his disciplinary record when he goes from one school to the next? It's sickening. It is sickening, and, and it's going on throughout America. And that's why Why Meadow Die, the book, is so important for parents and grandparents to get it. I want them to read it, and this way they could, they have no excuse of not knowing if these policies are in their schools. And it ought to and absolutely I, be required rating for every school board member throughout this nation, and, and as well as every law enforcement officer. They're, they should be yep. training based on the uh-huh. tragedy of Parkland how to prevent another one of these, and, uh, and they should start with this promise program. And, and how in the world... Did Robert Renzi recruit the sheriff from Broward County, Scott Israel, to turn a blind eye to this illegality going on right there in the school system? Oh, I could tell you that pretty quick. So the sheriff is an elected official, okay? So when he signed on to this program, he it was another miracle that he committed. He reduced crime by 30%. Amazing. But that's what they do. He was an like he's claimed on Tapper on CNN, amazing leadership amazing he had leadership. At, the Broward, at, at the Broward Sheriff's Office. So he signed on to that, and then when he, so he could run his commercial and politicize his department and say he reduced crime by 30%. Let me play you a little clip from that, that uh, interview that you, um, you mentioned, and then I'll have you comment on it. A lot of sure. people in the community have noted that the Broward County School Board entered into an agreement when you were sheriff in 2013 to pursue the, quote, least punitive means of discipline against students. This news policy encouraged warnings, consultations with parents, and programs on conflict resolution instead of arresting students for crimes. Were there not incidents committed by this shooter as a student, had this new policy not been in place, that otherwise he would have been arrested for and not able to legally buy a gun? What, it, what you're referring to is the promise program, and it's, it's giving the school, the school uh, has the ability under certain circumstances not to call the police, not to get the police involved on misdemeanor offenses, and take care of it within the school. It's, uh, it's, an, it's an excellent program. It's helping many, many people. Helping many, many people, he says. It's, yeah, it's, bre- it's breathtaking to hear a law enforcement officer say that he's going to turn over the uh, enforcement of these laws designed to protect everybody's students to teachers and school administrators. Correct. They take uh, policing away from the police and they give it to school administrators, if you could believe it. And, and that's led to my daughter getting murdered. And these uh, school districts that participate in them, uh, they make law enforcement out to be the enemy. And, and, and my buddies uh, have many buddies in law enforcement that work at the schools, and their hands are tied in Broward. And, and they make them out to be the enemy, but really law enforcement should be there to mentor these kids when they do have a problem. So we set them up for success when they're older. They, that bureaucratic BS that they talk about about – you know, Sheriff Israel judged his success by how many times 
he, he kept kids out of, out of jail. But meanwhile, it ended up, he doesn't, it ended up costing the lives of 17 people. His police, his sheriff's department were at his house, if you can believe it, 45 calls, if you can imagine, with never an arrest. Never, he punched his mother's teeth out, wasn't arrested. Trespassed at the school, wasn't arrested. Uh, threatened to shoot the school up, still wasn't arrested. Threatened kids' lives at the school, wasn't arrested. So this is what goes on with these policies. And parents, you're ultimately responsible where you put your children, uh, what school you put them in, and it's on you where you put them. Don't make the mistake like I did and just think every school, my kid's safe at the school, and they, it's impossible that they they have policies like that. That's not true. Even in some red counties, they got infiltrated infiltrated by some liberal school board members, and they could have these policies in place. So it's on the parents. That, that's my message uh, that I've been given with the book uh, out there on every radio show I'm on. It's on you. You have no excuse. And nothing is worth, at the end of the day, uh, no education's worth it if, you pay, if your kids don't come home at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you have options. You know, Scott Israel's uh, department there had every opportunity. Uh, this guy was known to them. Uh, he had been documented to, you know, be uh, not only a disciplinary hazard, but a, a, a violent threat to uh, to people yeah. in his life. And all of the, all they had to do was do a, a, a cursory of the investigation of his social media accounts, and they would have seen that he was threatening to shoot up the school right there on his social media. Well, they got tips. FBI also, and the Sheriff's Department. And one other thing that, that the listeners should know, what Scott Israel did, Scott Israel also changed his active shooter uh, response. It always, it, they, you know, after Columbine, uh, law enforcement learned a lot about setting up a perimeter. So he changed the active shooter response to deputies may go into the building where it, before it, up until him, it said they shall go in. So he changed that. That's part of the reason why uh, Ron DeSantis had to remove him from his incompetence. I, but, didn't, you know, I did not I, know that. You know, in the aftermath of Columbine, yeah. it was well-established uh, uh, law enforcement protocol that the only appropriate response to an active shooter was to go and confront the shooter. Even if yes. the deputy is... Uh, fails in ultimately neutralizing the shooter, at least he stops the shooter from being able to concentrate on on killing. You know, so he causes, he this, he causes this, the yeah. shooter to run or to take cover. This Yes, he changed it. Can you imagine? Oh and then he God. changed it back. And then he changed it back after the commission hearings, changed it back to uh, shall go in. So, And if you can believe it, how, Bra- how Broward is such a toxic, uh, Democratic cesspool. He's actually running again in 2020, and he stands a chance of getting reelected. The only thing Scott not, Israel should be Broward doing is. is to apologizing for his his failures and dedicating himself to uh, making uh, retribution and restitution to those parents who lost their he children doesn't. as a result of his incompetence and his his stupidity. It's pretty sad. Uh, none of the leaders in Broward accept any uh, responsibility for what happened. None of them uh, did anything wrong. They're all have as uh, amazing seeing leadership, and he's running again. And he could win in Broward. I, I sold my. I won't live in a place like Broward. I sold, 
Uh, I, I'm happy to get out of there. Uh, I'm healing just being away from that county. And parents, please get out, go out, and then after you read why Meadow died, like you said before, give it to a school board member or, or a teacher or someone in law enforcement so they could see these failures and, and, and they'll let you know if it's going on in, in the school where your child is. Well, Andrew Pollock, thank you again for this book. Thank you for dedicating yourself to, uh, to pre- preventing this kind of tragedy to happening to other parents. And, um, you know, I wish I knew what to say to you. You know, all of us are really on this earth uh, such a short period of time. And, and God bless you and your family and keep you until Thanks. that day when you're all reunited with your uh, your precious daughter, Meadow. I, I appreciate you, and, and I owe it to her to be on this quest for accountability. And I do it all for my daughter, and there's no one or nothing that's going to stop me from holding these people accountable. God bless you, sir. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan and for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees billed annually plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insured. Savings will vary by provider, plan, and zip code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. Well, you know, creating an unsafe environment by instituting these leftist programs on discipline and um, and who to allow in their schools are not the only hazards that are being posed to our children at these public schools. A growing number of children are being treated for um, being overwhelmed by the fear of environmental doom as these climate alarmists use the captive audience in the schools to spread their fears of this impending climate crisis disaster. Protests by groups like uh, Extinction Rebellion about the recent fires in Amazon at, in the Amazon, which are perfectly in keeping with, uh, with past uh, forest fire activities, are uh, convincing these students that uh, the, the world is... Uh, in danger of coming to an end. And I recall when my children were uh, in elementary school, uh, right after Al Gore published this, uh, this faux documentary, An Inconvenient Truth, uh, they would come home uh, and wake up in the, in the middle of the night crying about um, the, this threat of global warming. And now they've got this uh, young girl uh, from Sweden I believe it is, or Norway, Greta Thunberg. And, uh, and she is uh, 
being groomed as the new face of climate disaster for this younger generation. And parents are coming into therapy asking for help for their children because of, uh, of this fear that they're being um, inculcated with when you send them off to school. The symptoms are clinical anxiety, uh, a fear of doom, and that we're all going to die. And, and this is just part of the abuse that these leftist programs are heaping upon our children in these, in these public schools. And sadly to say, at many private schools. They're as well being inculcated with us this idea that there is no such thing as male and female. And they're telling these, these young elementary school children that gender is fluid and that they can pick whether they want to be male or female even before they have uh, you know, finished formulating their, uh, their self-images. They're, they're putting these ideas in their heads, all designed to further these left-wing um, ideologies. It is psychological abuse on a grand scale. They, they, uh, they take all discipline out of the school so that you can't get any actual learning done. And then they use the time that they have your children not in teaching them math and science and reading, but indoctrinating them in this far-left um, agenda. It's hard to understand why we allow it. It's hard to understand why they want to do it. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to protect your children from this kind of abuse. Well, that's it for this episode of Right Now with Jim Dawes. That interview with um, Andrew Pollack is just, um, just sad beyond belief. But God bless him for trying to prevent another tragedy like what happened in Parkland. Come back here and join us again tomorrow, right now, on the Mojo 5 Radio Network for another edition of Right Now. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.